Welcome to Pathless Podcast. This week, we are doing the Lightlessness campaign again. We thank you for waiting if you were, um, you know, listening in for that story. We had a lot of scheduling and stuff, and I think I explained that in the Pumpkin Spice episodes. But we're back, and we hope that you're ready to have some fun with us as we explore 5e and compare it where applicable to Pathfinder. I am Ben Ballard, and I'm playing the DM. To my left is... Reed, and I am playing Corian Zillicent. So can you tell me a little bit about your character, Reed, just for like a wrap-up? Mm-hmm. Sure. Corian uh, Zillicent is a high elf noble. He comes from the uh, domain of Fort uh, Marisi. Uh, his father is head of Marisi, and that is the training location for the uh, army of Felicia, which is the country we're in currently. Okay, and if the if there was like a drawing of Corian, how would you explain it? There actually is. Would you like to see it? <laughs> we can we can post that. Uh, go ahead and just <laughs> give right. me a quick descriptor. Um, so he's very lean, um, and he has high cheekbones. He keeps his hair in a braid, and he wears. They're not actual pod uh, pauldrons because obviously armor interferes with arcane magic. But he likes to think of himself as a knight, so he kind of dresses in that fashion. Very cool. To Reed's left, we have Matt. Hey everyone, I'm Matt. I am playing Babries, and Babries is a um, older gnome. He is uh, he has a, a short beard that is black and white, salt and peppered, and um, a little bit of a slick back uh, hair, which is uh, black and white as well. Um, he wears high leather boots and a long leather jacket with a, um, what are they called? Blouses, I guess. That's, uh, that's pretty hot nowadays. So he's wearing a blouse as well. Um, I meant like, you know, a pirate, like a pirate blouse, not like a nice lady one. Um, he likes to drink and he also likes to, uh, flirt with the ladies when he can, but he is, um, very much about his crew and very much about his business. Very good. Jared, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Jeremy. I'm playing Morva. He's a dragonborn. He was from the Vare Mountains, and he's down with normal people in order to find out the meaning of his obsidian necklace. He, um, silver-skinned, blue eyes, um, kind of hefty and tall, but it's kind of natural for him. Cool. And Sam. Hey guys, uh, I'm playing Notch Stern, who is a tiefling, about average height, um, and his skin is like a deep red with purplish hues, um, small horns and a tail, as per tieflings are. Um, I used to live up in the Kronag Mountains, up with the dwarves, um, for some yeti hunting, but um, recently I've been sent down south, uh, and I'm living and working at the Thromberg Archives. Um, Notch is very bookish and is uh, always has these five books with them. Yeah, and to clear that up, uh, we are a very open D&D group, so we let our player characters wear any type of clothing, whether it be female or male clothing. <laughs> and also, um, <laughs> oh, you yeah. can also listen to hear that uh, Sam's just playing the class of Tiefling. So if, if you listen back, that his class is Tiefling. I, I believe he's playing a commoner. From his introduction, but now I'll, I'll give him another chance. What, what class are you playing, Sam? Sure, uh, Tiefling Warlock. Warlock, cool. So, 
All right. Did I uh, what I was playing? I don't think I did. Mm -mm. Did you guys know what you were playing? I didn't either. I don't, yeah. Like, we, we just assumed what you were. Oh. <laughs> That's so funny, because I'm listening back, and I'm hearing, like, in, in my mind, I thought Reed said that... No. He I, said he I, I never said what like class I was, either. Okay, cool. I said your race, either. No, I said half of Okay. Fair enough. So, thanks a lot, then. Good opportunity to pick on Matt and then pick it back on to Sam. Uh, last episode, which was about three weeks ago, if you're listening to this through the podcast, um, we had camped out at a elven farmer's farm uh, to help protect his animals. His name was Fingen, uh, Maryland, and he provides food to a big town known as Tribeca that houses one of the country's largest forge universities known as Unity. Um, the characters found out that it was indeed wolves eating his livestock, but what they didn't realize or know to expect was that there was a man behind the wolves, um, and that man was Finken's son, who, uh, they ended up killing in battle. So, the night that this all happened, they woke up Fingen, they talked to him a bit, and Fingen told them to wait till the morning. To uh, deal with payment and stuff like that. They did receive a chime of opening, um, though, as an heirloom from uh, his son that his son was using to unlock the barn. So that's probably enough wrap-up. Uh, we'll get back into the story. It is morning time. You have pelts from wolves. You need to collect your payment from Fingen. And then I guess you guys need to figure out what you're doing next. So uh, let's have everyone meet up with Fingen at his home, um, just to make things simple. Alright, so I believe I owe you each one gold per night, as the agreed upon amount. It was one gold per creature. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I had assumed it would all be resolved easier, and I had no clue that, you know, a human, let alone my old son, was behind this. So I think I think the stakes had raised a, a bit, and uh, you know I believe that two gold per for each of you should be a, a, you know a reasonable amount. Yeah, that's very generous of you. Yes, thank you. Uh, I am I am rather well off. So uh, he hands each of you two gold. So you can add that in, and um, he sees that you're carrying the pelts from the wolves. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, I guess, uh, you know, we'll pretend like Morva's carrying them because he's probably one who skinned them and stuff. Uh, Morva, are those pelts something that your society does? Is that a part, uh, a mark of your society? No, we're, they just wanted to sell them. Oh, well, I probably have better relations with people in town. If you'd like, I can take them off your hands and just give you two gold for those. Which is more than enough, I'm sure, from what I've seen. Yeah, I suppose that will save us quite a bit of time and effort, so... Thank you. Very good. So, uh, he'll take those off your hands, and, you know, one of you just add, I guess, two more gold do sheet. Good. Jerry, you gonna take care of that? Yeah. No. Alright, okay. Ray's gonna take care of it? Cool. Alright. Um... I think I will keep going. Uh... Baybreeze, yes. AWAG had rolled in earlier this morning, and I found an extra item on the wagon that, uh, looking at the manifest here is something I, I didn't scribble. I do remember you being a bit of the drinking type. 
And uh, there is this fine liquor known as Blue Ice that had come on the wagon this morning. Ah, uh, yes. Remember I told you that as long as you got me that ale, I'd be more than happy to help you with your farm. Okay, okay. I, I just wanted to be sure I didn't need to send it back. It's yours to keep. Uh, do know, though, that this costs more than what I just paid all of you, so you're probably in a good deal of debt to me. Well, so. I'm, I already owe you for one son, too, so feel free to uh, attack it on my, on my uh, tab. We probably shouldn't bring that up, but... Uh, before I send you off, is there anything I can help any of you with? Oh, uh, well, while you're, I'm already in your debt, would there ever be a way for you to take a look at this and see if uh, it makes any sense to you? I found this old Elvish writing down on a farm uh, down south with... Uh, down in the old... Um, Hicks Processing Plant. Oh, that place is terrible. They completely do not understand what it means to raise the land and provide food. Well, let me take a look at it. So he grabs the piece of paper from you, and as he looks at it, um, he's kind of like making elven noises as he's reading it, but he's really, really confused. And uh, he looks up to you and says, these are indeed, you know, old elven script, but... Everything's mixed up and jumbled on it. I think it may be possibly written that way on purpose, or someone who didn't fully understand the language wrote it. I'm not sure. Uh, I have a friend who teaches history over at Unity. Uh, he, he's uh, about the same age as me, and because of his trade, he may be able to better help you. His name is Torga Eversay, and you can just tell him I sent you. Aye. Well, thank you very much for the input there, uh, Fingen. And if there's ever anything I can do for you, send word for Baybreeze. Okay, indeed I will. Thank you. Is there anything else I can do for any of you? Um, I don't believe I've asked yet, but how precisely did Travis Dorth get elected? Well... You know, I don't like talking politics, and uh, I've had to, you know, be a part of them for a long time now, since, you know, Tribeca was founded. So, I will say that Dorth was one of the men who stood up for the job when the time came, and because of that, you know, this city allows him to keep his position. I see. Well, if that will be all, I will send you on your way. Thank you very much again for all of your help, and uh, I wish you all good luck in the future. Cool? Mm -hmm. All right, so everyone, I assume, is headed back in the direction of Tribeck. Um, I would like you guys to speak with each other, though, because currently you were all just uh, responding to a plea, as far as I remember. And I know that Notch has a life. Morva has a life. Um, you know, we don't know about Corin, what type of life he has, but we assume there is one. <laughs> you know, like, not, not, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little shrouded as far as I know. And then um, Baybreeze has unity that he can go to right now if he's interested. So you guys go ahead. You're, you're walking away from Fingen's house. So, lads, I think I'm planning on having unity. Uh, Morva. Did you need? Did you find out about that Uno character, or your uh, chain? 
No, for some odd reason, when I went to the forges, all the children did not know anything about him. Mm, well, maybe uh, this old one, um, Torga, might know something about it, too. Does and he do metalwork? Or stonework? Uh, he's an old elf, uh, and with age comes wisdom. So he might know uh, some people or know some things about the metalwork. Plus, he's a teacher, so usually teachers uh, tend to know more than their students. So if you ask the students, maybe the teacher might know. I guess. But uh, would anybody else feel free to come with, or is there something else? Yeah. Certainly. I've been meaning to visit Unity, as it is one of the uh, items on my itinerary, so. Yeah. Uh, but it seems interesting that this parchment is a mystery. So might as well see what it is. I'm curious about it. Very cool. Okay. So, um, it is morning. Notch has a commitment uh, later in the afternoon to go to work at Thromberg. And you can all head to Unity right now. Does that work? Sounds good. Yeah, I'd rather okay, go cool. now. Yeah. All right. Um, you actually have to head through all of Tribeck Town, because if you remember correctly, Fingen's Farm's in the south. And then you go up north, uh, you know, just a couple of hundred yards to get into Tribeck. And then Unity is even higher north. It's like once you get out of the town, there's a big expanse again, just like getting to Fingen's Farm uh, field, and then you see Unity. So um, approaching Unity from far away, you guys see this large, beautiful castle. Uh, most of its work is very rounded, and uh, there's very little peaks or anything like that on it. It's just like a soft feel. Uh, there's some marble pillars that make up Unity's front, and uh, it is just one big building. Uh, not like a campus, uh, but the building is very, very large, and um, it is larger than Corian's keep that he came from, uh, and you, the ruins of what you saw, uh, what, uh, what uh, Babri saw in his travels, you know, to, to reach up north here, uh, it's definitely, like, got about the same footprint that those ruins had, mm -hmm. um, but this is fully built and not destroyed, so, it, you know, the amount of sizes. Yeah, pretty. Does it look uh, old elven, or does it look more like um, like steampunk, kind of like built up with Unity fashion? Yeah, so it's not uh, old elven anymore. It's definitely been recreated over time. And um, you can see that, that it's fresh and new. But uh, as for the amount of metal work associated with it and things like that, it's not noticeable. It has like an inherent uh, contemporary beauty to it. Okay. So... So, yeah, so you guys are approaching that. Uh, on your walking to the uh, front of the campus, or the front of the building, you do see a gatehouse. Um, and it's just kind of like this little cottage sitting in the middle of the field on the way up. And there are no gates attached to it, but um, it has a front window that's open. Uh, do you guys just want to, if you head straight, you're going to walk right past it on your left. Do you have any reason to avoid it? Or you guys good just to walk Straightest path to unity. Yeah, yeah straightest path. Very right, cool. So, um, uh, wait. Shouldn't we stop at the uh, cottage right there? Actually, yeah. So as you guys are walking up, um, you're going to see it. It's, it's going to come right right next <laughs> to you. And behind the open window is Travis Dorth. Oh, I keep walking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so uh, Travis Dorth recognizes you guys. First of all, Morva is a dragonborn, which hardly any of those are seen. 
Uh, he's aware of... Notch. Notch, thank you. Um, being one of the only tieflings in town, though, the northerners know about a lot of tieflings down south. Not many of them traveled up north. And, uh, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care about you either. So, um, Dorth, you know, yells like, Hey, Skelly! Yes? Where are you guys headed? That place. Do you even know what that place is called? What's it called? <laughs> Unity. <laughs> Unity. Yeah. Alright, so more of it turns <laughs> over to Notch and asks him what it's called. Unity. What's your business there? Trying to figure out about this thing. I'll hold up my necklace. Tell him that we're talking to uh, Torga Everday. Eversay? Tell him. Is that how you talk to people? Why don't you turn and tell me yourself? Because I'm too short, I figure I couldn't see behind the big guy. Well, I can hear you. That's good enough. So, Torga, huh? I hope you know that most of our young are at Unity, so if you plan on having any trouble, I'll be after you. It's my duty to protect here. Okay. Okay. Carry on. I'll be watching you. Basically, I was reading a book the whole time he was doing that. Sure. So, um, yeah, you guys make it to the front of Unity. Uh, the front doors are open. There's many doors in the front, but they all lead to one central hub. And uh, you guys have no clue what direction to go in. There's no map, and there's about 12 different openings in front of you. So if you'd like to randomly pick, I'll roll a d12. Uh, if you would like to choose a number, I'll give you that. Is or you can choose what you want to do. There are students around. Is there start. a student? Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, I'll walk over to a student. Um, excuse me. Can you tell me where Professor Torga is? Uh, I, I don't know where he is or when he's going to be there, but he's a teacher here. Do you know, does he have a classroom or an office? Ah, yes. I think he does have an office. Uh, the history wing is number four. So, maybe if you go down that wing, you'll be able to find his office. Thank you. I'd like to go down four. Okay. So, yeah, you guys head down four, and um, if you couldn't notice it before, and you probably, you know, in the large opening that you're in, when you look down these paths that branch out like tree branches from the center there, uh, each of them is highly themed. Mm. So, um, when you go down branch four, uh, you see that the walls are covered with, like, um, drawings and there's lots of them and they're on small parchments and big parchments um of different architectural works uh so you see a couple castles uh you see hicks processing center at one point and then um there's also like uh pictures of men for lack of a better name so um you guys are welcome to keep walking you can examine any of these a bit if you'd like um i'd like to stop and see if uh any of them appear to be the rest of that mural that I saw. Sure. Um, because I, from what I remember down at the Hicks processing plant, there was, um, it looked like a bunch of people um, either praying or in fear of something, like from the sky. But the, it was like, think of like the bottom part of a mural. Um, and then the whole top was like all gone, like the wall mm. was gone. So I was, I was looking, I'm just going to take a look to see if there's any historic paintings or something like that, that it might be like a, um, sure. like something from history, yeah. you know? Yeah, so you start looking closer, and um, you see, as you're looking at these drawings, that they're all um, named and dated, and uh, they're all varying different artistic degrees, mm -hmm. but um, tons of different names and tons of different dates. 
none of which are dated, uh, I guess, greater than like 120 years. Um, and with perceiving and looking at them as you go, you don't see any that uh, even depict the mur mural. Okay. Um, is there any... Do I see anything about um, the war? Uh, because I know the war has been going on for about 200 years. So I was just wondering if there's anything that might be like, this is the country's past. Like, you know... Um, yeah. So, um... You, uh, I get, you see a couple things that are war-related. Uh, one picture that you see is a bunch of soldiers standing at a line and no one in front of them. Um, another one that you see is very similar to a land that you visited, so why don't you give me a wisdom check? Okay. Uh, a nine plus one, so ten. Okay. Yeah, well, you see a bunch of soldiers encamped. Um, on like a nice open field, there's water nearby and stuff. But uh, I think that's all that you'd find as far as like uh, war-related drawings go. Okay. So. Are there any things with, like the lunar cycle or moons or anything no. that I find interesting? No, not down in this hallway at least. Okay. Okay. So um, you guys, as you're walking through, pass by some doors, uh, some of which are closed. Do you guys want to start opening closed doors, or do you want me to let you know what happens at your first open door that you want to peer in? What's your preference as a party? There might be classes going on, so we should probably go to an open door. Are there any nameplates on the doors? So, in common, there are letters and numbers on doors. So, they're probably just the numbers of the doors, like, of, like, the classrooms. Maybe we'll look for um, Professor Everday's office. Yep. So you guys continue down the spoke. Um, there's a couple open rooms that you can peer into. They're um, small to large rooms, but they have steps in them. Um, and you don't see any desks or, you know, um, chairs or anything like that. But you do see uh, black stone boards and, um, you know, white stones or quartz sitting in front of them. Uh, so it's, it's very, like, eclectic because they could be using, like, actual you know, paint and chalk and all these other things, but they mm -hmm. choose to use, like, very natural things, at least down this hallway. Hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, very caveman-esque, I guess. And um, as you guys continue to travel down, you do start seeing doors that have names on them. And one of those doors is for one Torga Eversay. Okay. And uh, I'm going to... The door is shut, currently. Should I walk up and knock? Yeah, no. Okay, so I'm going to walk up and knock at like my face height, which is probably like where the door handle is. Mm -hmm. Alright, um, you hear grunting and shifting in the room, um, and after about, we'll say, 45 seconds, which is a long wait, but you hear noises to signify something's in there, uh, the door like kind of slowly comes open, and in front of you is this like tiny, frail, uh, full elf. Uh, he probably looks, I guess, uh, like a gray elf. And, um, he has straggly, almost, I guess, uh, wig-esque look looking hair. Um, and it, it comes down, we'll say, to his shoulders. And his face is very pointy. Um, he almost looks like a sharp gnome, 
but he's definitely elven, and he's a little bit taller. So, what is it? Hi there. Uh, is this uh, Torga Eversay? Can you read the door? I, I can, but there's sometimes more people in the room. Anyway, um, Fingen sent us here. He uh, said that we had a couple questions that you might be able to answer. Uh, you're always giving me trouble. Well, I have about five minutes before class. What can I do? Perfect. Um, Finkin said uh, he wanted you to take a look at this piece of paper, and I'm going to slide it in between the door, because I'm assuming that the door's only slightly open. Uh, he'll, he'll open it for you guys. Uh, his room is probably like 20 foot by 20 foot, and it's filled with things. So, um, are they stacked like hastily or are they stacked like... Very, no, you know, no, just like well, um, well founded, well, you know, like, like he's been there a while and he's got, you know, he's, he's been able to fill the room and things like that. So gotcha. Seems like a man after your own heart notch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm going to hand him the paper and, uh, say that <clears throat> Fingen told me that this is old Elvis writing that seems a bit jumbled up. I found it down at the old... Um, Hicks processing plant underneath a mural that was destroyed. I was wondering if you had any knowledge about this. Alright, so he, he breathes heavily and you find that his desk is all the way in the far corner. So like it's a 20 foot by like 20 foot room. Very large room. And he starts walking and it's just like slow moving for him to get all the way over to his desk. He does take a piece of paper to you. Um, once he gets over to his desk, you know, he's grunting his stuff as he tries to get up and into his chair which is like, you know, human-sized chair. Um, and you see him take out, like, this uh, contraption. Uh, and none of you are really acquainted with Forge, right? I don't think mm-hmm. any of them. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a, a metallic contraption with um, clear stones, various clear stones on it. And um, he hits a, like, pushes a button in the front of it. And it takes him a little bit to push it all the way in. Um, and the lenses snap down into place and he places that piece of paper there. Mm-hmm. Your writing isn't like particularly small or anything like that, but he, he's very old. So yeah, he, he sits that there and you guys, uh, listen to him grunt for about like another two minutes and then he finally starts talking again. Well, well, yes, I know the mural well. I was there when it was full. And I think I know the writing as well. This is not a good message you found. What does it mean? Don't keep me in suspense. Ah. It's not about what it means. It's about what it represents. And he gets, like, real nasally again. Like, uh, he's getting a little upset with you. Mm -hmm. So, like, his voice gets a little softer and higher. You see... This comes from a time where religion ruled over knowledge. And those were dark times. Mm. And he pauses and kind of like his head's leaning forward and his eyes are shutting a bit. And, uh, you know, he's just kind of sitting there, his eyes shut. Are you awake there? Alright, he he startles awake. Um... And, uh, you know, ah! Oh, what time is it? I, ha- I have class. Alright, well, we'll let you get to class and we'll lock up. What, what is this in front of me? 
Did uh, you put this out on my desk? The paper or the forge? My forge and who's ever paper? Ah, this is mine. I'll take it back. Wait, wait, wait. What elven script is that? It's old elven script that you just read. I have no memory of that. Are you kids playing tricks on me? I think I remember one of you from my classes. And he kind of like peers in at Corian. Because like, you know, Corian's a full elf and... I don't know. It can kind of like is easier. Oh no, I haven't had the pleasure of taking courses here. My name is Corian Zillson. We haven't actually been introduced yet. So no, you're not man. a student. Which one of you is a student? Why am I helping you? Uh, Fingen sent us. Ah, Fingen, always bringing me trouble. Well, I owe the man. Yeah. So uh, this says the day the moon took over the sky, and a new race was born. So are you done now? Uh, one last question before I get out of your hair. Is there a religious part of this school? Or an um, astronomy wing? Well, we definitely have a small religion segment. And that's down hallway number 11. And then, uh, I guess astronomy would just be considered part of our science. <clears throat> so, that's down hallway two. Well, thank now, you. Now, if you're done, I, I need to get to class. Of course, hey. of course. Damn. Excuse me. Whoa. I, I didn't see you. <coughs> I'm just gonna like it. He, he's old and he's coughing and... He kind of, like, tries to look at you. Are you human? No, I'm Drain. Born. Ah, I thought you had painted yourself. My eyes are very old, and I can hardly see anything, let alone, you know, big blobs a couple feet in front of my face. Do you know anyone... Obsidian work? Obsidian work? I'm a history teacher. Well, you know, farmer. I think there's probably someone here who can help you. Oh, I know. You want to find Rita. She'll help you. Okay. So, you guys satisfied and willing to leave her? Oh, wait, where's Rita? Oh, <coughs> uh, she's got to be about. She's young and flighty, so. Great. Okay. Cool. Alright, where would you guys like to head next? I want to go to the science wing. Okay. Just two. Yes. Yes. Would you guys like to split up, or would you just want to keep moving together so we don't get lost in this? And I look around. Giant facility. Uh, you can follow me if you want. Uh, that's where I'm going to go. Alright, and... Was there anything that looked worthwhile for me to grab, like, a book-wise from uh, his office? Um, I don't know that any of it was common. Okay. So it probably would have been very confusing for you to choose one, <laughs> if any, so yeah. Alright, nothing looked interesting enough for me to, like, pick up. Are there yeah. any, like, small, like, mechanical things sitting about? No, the only, probably the only piece of forge in his room was that uh, okay. reading device. 
Okay. So, lads, it sounds like there's two very distinct types of elves around here. Fingen on the farm sounded a little bit more like he enjoyed nature, but this one doesn't even like religion at all. From a time past, hmm? I wonder if his brain was going or if it's just the way it is. You guys know about this? Well, there have been tra- trends and studies done that lately more people have been looking towards the forge. Uh, and so I guess they're just more interested in that instead of old stories. Mm. And what about you? Your father seemed to enjoy history in the way of the past. Was there... I didn't see many churches on the way up. Do you know why that might be? I can't say for sure. I mean, I honestly have not been away from the uh, fort since I was born, so... Hmm. Okay. I'm going to keep walking. I'm just going to keep following them to the science hall. Sure. So when you guys get back to the main hub... um, you find the second one, and you realize that they're all numbered above the top. And as soon as you enter it, you are going to see four flights of stairs as you walk up. And uh, the opening in front of you is a little different from the windy hallway that made up the history. Uh, it's more straight, and you know there's just like uh, room after room after room on the right and left. You know, probably every like. 15, 20 feet. So, um, all these rooms, too, uh, have doors with a, you know, plate of glass in them, so you can see into them without opening them. And what do we see as we walk past? Uh, well, the hallway is very bare, and, um, as you get to the first room on the left, you see a room full of, uh, mechanical equipment, um, in the center of that room, there is a, I guess, like, mechanical hand that looks like a spider upside down, and uh, another large piece of metal pointing at that mechanical hand. Hmm. So, but the room is empty. And then, um, if you look to your right, uh, a room full of students, and here they have all desks and chairs. Um, and additionally, the students, as you look in, are all like, uh, you know, their, their desks are full of objects, you know, various trinkets that none of you have seen before. So, uh, continuing down, it's going to be a similar story until you get to the teacher's wing of this again. So. Did we see anybody playing gold ball? (laughs) No, no, you did not. And, uh, that's patent pending. So there's probably only one gold ball currently (laughs) in the world. You guys don't even know about that. No. doesn't matter. So, what is your plan for the science wing? Or what would you like out of it, any of you? I guess... I'm going to start just asking people about this Rita person, I guess. Okay. So, um, again, there's no students in the hallways right now? If I see anyone around, I guess. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's not a social gathering place, so yeah. you're not going to see anyone. Uh, you can look for her door. If that's what you guys want to do next. Or, you know, you'd have to burst into a classroom and ask. So. I wasn't even thinking if that was a student or a teacher. Oops. So what would you like to do? Uh, I guess I'll look at plaques. Sure. So you go through all the plaques and Rita's name's nowhere to be found. Of course. Isn't there's four stairways in the beginning? Yes. So 
I'm going for astronomy, so I guess I'd go with the highest. But I just want to go up. Um, so the four stairways are in a like contained part of the building, okay. and they all take you to the same door, which is the first floor. Gotcha. Oh, uh, so the science wing's on the fourth floor, and that's just the way to get up there? Correct. Okay. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's weird pathing the way that it's built, but yes, the whole entire first, fourth floor is designated to science. Okay. Um, I guess if there's any offices of professors that have like astronomy such tokens, that's where we want to go. Yeah, do we see anybody with like maybe like stars or like moons or something like that in the door? Yeah, um, so we'll say that each of the scientists have different um, things inscribed into their doors um, and it's done in a way that's probably more masterful than a hand. Uh, you know, you see that the wood is very, very clean and very straight, the way that these, like, were pressed into the door. And uh, as you travel through, um, you see an insignia of a, like, a pointed, um, I guess, the closest, like, like, a, like a crossbow, and then a line comes straight out across it uh, to the end of the door. And um, you continue to see uh, there's farming type looking equipment um inscribed on some doors and we'll say that you find a door that has a a large circular object and then a sky cool Uh, i guess we'll knock sure so you knock and no one's there uh the name on the door though is rita Mm -hmm. and i have her last name here rita bright sky is so it might be the same rate it might not be but yes okay so no one answered no one answered well lads we could either see about entering the office or we could wait for her to come back or maybe check out some students uh rooms i'm waiting here i think it'd be best to wait okay cool so you guys wait and not too long all the students start coming out of um you know classrooms uh, there was no bell or sound, you know, it just seems like everyone's on the same time somehow being inside a building. And, um, it's filled with people. Lots and lots and lots of people. Half-elves, humans, uh, there's probably a couple tieflings or half-tieflings about, um, unity brings together all types. Uh, I'm sure there's dwarves and, um, gnomes, but very few of those compared to even tieflings, so... I guess we I'm just wait. I'm sitting in front of the door. Okay, cool. So um, everyone files around. You guys are kind of pushed to the sides of the hall because you're just standing still while everyone else is trying to move. And unfortunately, no one comes to your door. I'll stop a student. Sure. Uh, hello there. Hey. I wouldn't suppose Miss... Dude, dude, the Bre- time, the time. I, I got class to get to. Make it quick. Certainly. I don't suppose Miss Brightsky would be in today. Brightsky? I'll point to the door. Oh, Rita. She's in. Oh, do you know where she is currently? She's always on the roof, dude. Thank you. And how do we how do we get to the roof? You'll have to figure that one out. I don't have classes with her. I know people get up there. I just don't know how they do it. And what's the highest floor that the school has? This... The fourth floor. Okay. The one we're on. All right, you run along to class, lad. Yeah, thanks. And then he kind of, like, jogs to catch up with the hubble bustle and stuff. 
Well, boys, it sounds like we're looking for a staircase or a ladder. I'm opening the door to our room. Okay. Uh, it's locked. Dang. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you don't understand. The <laughs> dragonborn is going to open that door. <laughs> Fair point. So everyone was so caught up in, in their things that no one knows you were a dragonborn. For, for once, you felt like you belonged. No one gave you red looks. Oh, right. I was <laughs> just kind of like sitting there. <laughs> would you like to submit an application? <laughs> I don't think I would last very long. Well, if you before you break the door down, I could always try to uh, pick the lock, son. Or we can just find our way to the roof. That too. I'm just gonna like. Very fine. Okay. <laughs> so Marva chooses not to destroy the lock. And not after. I need someone to tell me where you guys are headed next. Sorry, Jerry. What was that? Not after jiggling a couple of times. Just like just kind of... Okay. So yeah, yeah, you're hoping it's just gonna the lock's gonna fall out. Because where you come from, they don't put locks and doors. But yeah, we don't even have doors. No, there's some doors. Really? Yeah. Eh. They're doors that you don't know about. Dun dun dun. Oh crap. Okay. Which is somewhat true. Dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So we're just gonna keep uh, walking down the hallway. Maybe look for large classrooms that have like a back, like exit out the back of it. Sure. You know, like if there's like staircases and then like you know a big door up there. Yeah. So there's no fire exits or anything like that for any of the rooms. Okay. So this place is not built up to standard 2000 century code or whatever, whatever century. Yeah, right. 21st century code. If there's a fire in here, <laughs> no one would be getting out. Do any of the classes have windows? Um, actually, probably not. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, you do notice that all the classrooms are using some sort of weird, um, again, glass-looking transparent objects that run along the ceiling mm -hmm. and uh, they seem to have magic in them. Oh, like lights kind of thing? Yeah, that's how each of the room is being lit. Okay. So transparent, can we see to the roof then? Uh, so the roof is actually there and they're just like tubing that runs and they go yeah. through the wall into the next room. Gotcha, okay. So it's like a continual system of tubing inside these classrooms that has some sort of liquid or magic inside them and it's, it's exuding light. Gotcha. Okay. I bet you a gold. I bet you a gold that the ladder's in a room. And I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna turn around and just start walking back to her room. I'm okay. going to bust that We've, door down. We have barely begun looking. Still walking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So more of you get back to the door. I'm just. I guess I'll just grab the door off. Or, like, grab the hand. Oh, hold on, hold hand. on. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> he doesn't stop anything. <laughs> at the very least, we should at least let him open it. So, with air quotations. <laughs> yeah, then just like... Yeah, Corrin points over to Baybreeze. Morva says, hurry up with his hands. And Baybreeze, are you going to give this door a go? I'm going to give the door a go. Go ahead. All right, so I break out, um, like, a little lock pick. Thieves tools. Thieves tools. Um, so that is so is a dexterity check, right? Yes. Okay. It's a so, dexterity check with your proficiency bonus. We found out. Right. So that's an eleven plus four plus two. Seven. So it's a seventeen. Yeah. Yes, you definitely pass. Uh, you know the lock pops right open, and you are able to see inside her office, and it is completely empty. And is there any type of ladder or anything to the roof? No, it's literally completely empty. Who do I owe gold to? We haven't found the up <laughs> yet, so you could still win that gold. <laughs> All right, I'll hold on to it for now. 
Alright, yeah. So, I mean, it, there's dust Wait. on the ground. It doesn't look like footprints have been in here. Okay, but... It is. but she, she still works here, you guys think, right? It sounds like it. Gotta find the roof. Alright. Cool. So where would you guys like to head next? To the roof. Just go down to the hallway. Yeah. To the roof. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going down the hallway, I guess. Okay. You you guys have um, reached the end of the hallway. Mm-hmm. Saw a couple more teachers things, but yeah, there uh, isn't even another set of stairs on the side of the hallway. So your brains are just thinking like um, OSHA, like it's gonna be a problem. <laughs> OSHA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to knock on one of the uh, other professors' rooms. Sure. Uh, you successfully find a door if you want to keep trying. If you want to just, like, speed us along, is that okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could say, like, you try this door, and no one answers. So, yeah, um, you guys end up knocking on a door, and, um, a human male answers the door. Brown hair, blue eyes. (laughs) He might be your soulmate. Yeah, (laughs) stereotypical. That's not stereotypical. Brown hair, blue eyes. Okay, go ahead. Good afternoon, sir. Yeah, what can I do for you? We were looking for the way to the roof. Oh, uh, do you have classes with Rita? We are here on appointments with her. I don't think she has an appointment book. Well, maybe yes, we're not, here to see Rita. we are here to see her. Gotcha. Well, yeah, everyone's got to go around back to get to Rita's office. Is it not right down the hall there? Oh, she that's like, the Unity gave her that. She's never used it. Oh, okay. Around back, you mean... Like, uh, around the backside of the school. Within the confines of the school, though, still? Like, go out the front door, turn right, turn right again, and then turn right again. Okay, I just wanted to be clear that it wasn't behind the castle walls. Oh, um, so, like, there is no, there is no walls to oh, this okay. building. It's yeah, just a standalone no. building, what you call it, but yes. Okay. Yeah, he, he was confused whether or not it was within the building or out of the building, so. Okay. And also... They're, they're, they talk a little bit more straightforward than I think what a noble would be <laughs> used to. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I mean, he kind of like looks at all of you and goes like, this is a strange. <laughs> <laughs> like Pepper Beard over here, Dragonborn, and... Oh, I feel like I works at the library. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd probably know if I was yeah, and um, also, like, with, with 5e and, like, the personality and backgrounds and stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know, your background, if you say, like, well, I live, you know, like, you work in town, feel free to just, like, ad-lib that you know some of these people. Like, yeah. that's perfectly fine. Or, like, you've been to Unity before. You can even say that if you want. I was waiting to hear, like, whether or not you, you didn't your give character... the guy a name, so you could have made up one. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, if, if your character was going to say that you had already visited Unity, that's fine, too. Like, feel free to mm-hmm. flavor text whatever you want into the campaign as far as that's concerned. Okay, so you guys are headed out? Yep. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, by the time that you guys get down the stairs and to the front lobby, it is dead again. There's no students or anything. Good. Um, you make it out the front door, you follow the wall right, you walk all the way down the length of it, and then a couple minutes later you guys make it to the back side of it. And you see that there is this um, steel contraption made of, like, X's that go all the way up to the top of the roof. Um, right now, if you guys look up, there's like a, a metal bird's nest at the top of all these X's. And um, it's sitting adjacent with the top of the roof. Cool. Oh, so it's like an elevator. What's that? Uh, out of game. Out of game. It's, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Out of game. <laughs> it's like a, you know, like a chair checker. Yeah. Yeah. 
Shoot, what are those things called? Yeah. <laughs> Let's play a game of <laughs> Google during D&D. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I wouldn't even know what they're matter. Google. Okay, it done. So, uh, it's, it's all the way up there, guys. Cool. Uh, is there a button for me to press for it to come back down? So, if none of you have a lot of experience with Forge, you really aren't looking for buttons or levers um, so much. But looking at the thing, you know, it's not like there's a control board on it. So, yeah, if anything, I've probably seen it a lot, but never haven't played it that much. None of you have had any experience with anything like this. So I figured classes haven't changed over yet, so I'll just sit down and read a book till classes change. Okay, I'm gonna try to fill with it and see if I can just randomly make it work. Okay, I would I, like. I, to I, I don't know if them. you should be touching <laughs> that. Would you like to continue touching it, Morva? Yes. <laughs> I I don't know if this is a good idea. Why don't you? Just we don't know what it does. We're gonna find out. <laughs> um, I think you could probably give me an intelligence check. Oh snap! <laughs> we'll see how you choose to interact with this metallic object. <laughs> so go ahead and just you know you wanted to mess with it, you get to. Nice. Good okay, roll. so it's a five on the die, and what's your intelligence? Negative two. Okay. <laughs> So, Morva may have a tendency of breaking things. Uh, he, <laughs> That's picking up and breaking things. <laughs> well, <laughs> he um, is, you know, trying to make these X's contract a little bit. Like, he's starting to see, like, they, they kind of move. <laughs> he puts his hands on the X's and he goes like, oh, they shake. Okay. And he tries to, like, pull them down and he bends the metal on the bottom of them. So the, the bottomest X that's meeting with the base of this device is now slightly bent. I'll, I'll stop. I'll be like... <sighs> okay, so Moira puts his hands up. Cardian sighs. Uh, Babe Reese is... Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Scribbling that uh, Dragonborn have a penchant for curiosity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeremy, we will give you one inspiration point. Yes. For displaying a flaw that you may have. And um, you guys wait till classes change over, and no one lets Morgan near this thing again. Is that right? Well, Mora, can you unbend it? Uh, I think no, he's no, done no, no, it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> let's just figure out if there's something soft for anybody that might fall. Next. <laughs> but let's just wait. Okay. I'm just going to sit and pout, I guess. So, uh, time passes, and um, people come over and to the side of the building and um, end up entering into this nest. And you hear this whirring down at the bottom, mm. uh, underneath, like, you know, the metal that you were messing up. Like, you were messing with the X above, like, this metal, and there was, like, a couple feet there. And you hear a whirring in there, and you see it, like, start to contract down a bit, uh-huh. and then it stops. And they've only made it down, like, five or six feet from where they had started. And uh, the people up there are, like, making noise because it, like, stops abruptly. It's, like, four stories up, right? Yes. It's, at, at, I mean, you'd think it's five stories, technically, because the roof oh, of a yeah. building is the fifth story of a building. Right. So it's four and a half now. Yep. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll give you that. I mean, the, the roofs are actually a little larger than the science part, and they'd be, like, 20 foot high because they do testing and stuff yeah. in there. So <laughs> it's, it's really high up, guys. Really high up. Uh, you hear the whirring again, and it goes up, 
And then you hear it start coming down again, and uh, you guys are paying attention, and the X is getting caught, like, where it was bent, as it tries to contract down. And uh, the people start yelling up there. You hear people, like, yelling, going, like, ah! <laughs> you two might want to go get a ladder from that that uh, cop out front. Hold, hold on. <laughs> I think, Morva, can you try to unbend that now? <laughs> I think now we may need to... Uh, I'll try. And no problem. please do not accidentally knock it over while the people are in there. <laughs> okay. So, um, Jer, your character more of a places his hands on the X's again, and then he starts hearing a whirring. I'll take him off. Right, you pull your hands off. The thing goes up again, and the whatchamacallits are out of the... The bent pieces are out of, you know, the X again, so that you could see them and place your hands okay. on them. Um, and then within seconds... They try again and get stuck. Okay. Um, I'm going to yell up to them. Okay. Using my thaumaturgy to... Yes, you do have that. my voice about three times. Cool. Yeah. So, um, going to yell to... I guess Rita's up there. Rita! Turn it up and stay there. Okay. Uh, someone like... Uh, actually, I have a descriptor for her. Let me see here. So a um, well, I guess you can't see her well. A body leans over the side, and probably like too far for your comfort. Like you guys get a little <laughs> scared, and looks down at, at the voice, and um, they push it back up, and for at least a couple seconds so far while you're waiting, it seems to stay there. Quick, quick, quick. Okay, so Mora <laughs> places his hands on the things, and you're gonna have to give me a strength check. <laughs> Plus four. <laughs> okay. Never and then one. So what'd you get? Nine. Okay. Um, you have an inspiration, right? Plus inspiration. Go. <laughs> okay, so if you want to use your inspiration, uh, I don't know if we can use it in the middle of a check. I think you have to use it before. I think we had to declare it. Yeah. Um, but yes, in 5e we have inspiration. It's awarded. You can only have one inspiration at any point in time. And it is for good role-playing and role-playing that like suits your character. Um... And yes, if you use it beforehand, it gives you advantage on that roll. So, your 9 does nothing. Like, honestly, it just doesn't do anything. Can I try again? Sure. Or, okay. Yeah. Alright, it's... Three times in a row. Stop, stop. Three. You're going to break it. Okay, yeah, it's, I mean, it shakes a little bit the second time. Go get a ladder. You yelling. Yeah, go get a ladder. I will climb up. Okay, so you're thinking about this ladder idea, and you realize the building is about, like... 30 feet. 80 feet <laughs> up to the top, if not more. They might have two of these. <laughs> and that's fine. So, um, if I, if I'm just who's gonna, headed where for a ladder? Just so I'm on. telling Morva and um, Quarian, because Quarian's the, the face of this party. And he's the uh, the guy that messed up, so I think he has to take care of it. <laughs> and uh, I'd rather just try to fix it again. <laughs> you've tried three times and you've broken it every time more and more. No, Relax, I lad. I didn't break it. More, no, no. you definitely aren't having success. Time. Okay, you're you're not. <laughs> He's got like three sets of like a uh, claw, like yeah. uh, <laughs> like crimson. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the fact is it is RNG, RNG, and with your outside knowledge, you could think I'll keep trying till I get this successfully. But your in-game character has failed. So who is willing to go? Um, Babrys has asked Morva and Corian to go to Dorth and see if Dorth can help with ladders. Um. Yes. Maybe we should ask Rita first what we should do. Explain to her that it's broken and that the uh, metal's bent. Sure. Um, 
So I'll, I'll uh, shout out to her again. It is broken, Rita. Do you have a ladder up there? Okay. She, like, starts yelling, but it's kind of lost over the thing. Yeah. Um, she's right, got, right. like... Go ahead. I can see her, right? Yes. Actually, where's the... Pass me that. Player handbook? Yeah, yeah. Because I have message spell. Okay. So... I just gotta double check on the range. Actually, it should be like a hundred feet or something like that. So yeah, I think so too. Should, yeah, yeah, I should be able to. Uh, so I'll start a message out with her, and she can respond. Okay. <laughs> so message again is like a telepathic message, or it's just your voice traveling over a distance. Um, it's that's... my voice traveling over a distance. Gotcha. You point your finger towards a creature within range, which is one hundred twenty feet, and whisper a message. The target and only the target hears the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. Okay. Cool. So feel free. Uh, Rita's hanging over the side trying to yell down to him, so okay, it's a good time to point at her. Alright, so I point at her and say, Hello, Miss Bright Sky. My name is Corian Zillison. Uh, we were here looking to meet with you, and it appears that your machine is broken. What do we do to fix this? Uh, you guys hear something from her for the first time, uh, and it's kind of like a squeal. And, uh... <laughs> She uh, still, like, puts her head over the side and then, you know, cups her hands as if, yeah. like, to give her more volume. I don't know how well you guys can see this, but I guess if isn't too far. But, um, you know, and she's uh, she's trying to yell back down. So because she's yelling instead of whispering, I think it's going to come through, like, a little loud in your whisper head. Just, just like, startle you a bit. Okay, okay. Cause it, I mean, because they can whisper back. Just having mm-hmm. fun with it. Yeah, yeah. And um, she uh, states... Broken? How can it be broken? It, well, um, message is a cantrip, so I don't have to worry about, right? Sure. Can't yeah, cantrips are free, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it appears the metal in the bottom X part is bent. Ben, how is it bent? Um, miss, please, you do not need to shout. I can hear you just fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't, it's, it's Ben. I don't know what to tell you. All right, well, get a metal worker. Where do I get one of those? Down hallway number four. Dang it. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm sorry, it should be five, not four. Four, yeah. Yeah, four, four, six, four is history. Yeah. yeah. Anyone in particular? How bad does it look <laughs> Not terrible. I don't suppose. I've never seen the thing before, so I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I don't need to get down, but my students do, so just just grab someone. Okay. <laughs> cool. She says to get a metal worker to fix it. Oh, down no, hallway no. five. Cool. I guess I'll start jogging. Okay. So yeah, uh, you make it in, and uh, unfortunately, you see people as they disperse and disappear into rooms again. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll knock on someone's okay. door. Sure. It'd be a good experiment. Yep. So uh, <laughs> you knock, and no one answers. Okay. I'm going to open the door then. Okay. The door is locked. Figured. Universities. <laughs> um, okay, then I'll go to the offices. Sure. In aisle five. Okay. Um, so we'll talk about the metalworking hallway a little bit. Um, this hallway has like an open roof. 
so that like all the components are uh, shown for the lighting fixtures mm-hmm. that you saw before. And there is like these little metal um, and like blackish slimy uh, pieces that are actually in between connecting some of these lights and they breathe. Cool. So you're watching breathe and stuff. Uh, the rest of the hallway is full of like uh, random tools to left and the right. And not necessarily any creations, but like you see like, you know, a long pick and, you know, they're just like scattered everywhere as if people just like, if it's, you know, communal tools. So you make your way down to the end. Are there any ladders? Yeah, I think you would find a ladder. Yeah. I'm not going to grab it. Okay. I'm going to check. Mm-hmm. All right. Are there any professors in their offices? So, so yeah, the metalworking um, has one main office door. Okay. I'll go in there. Okay, cool. So you go in, and you see that it's, like, this large, um, I guess, like, storeroom, large, you know, opening. And there's these big vents in the ceiling that uh, seem to go up and out to the side of the building. And there's workstations with, uh, you know, large tables and objects similar to what was on the uh, table of Torgas, uh, you know, on various tables. And there are people in there um, with large glasses on, helmets on, working on things. Uh, Sparks are flying. There's a lot of heat. Okay. Um, I'll walk up to one of them, tap on the shoulder. Okay. One currently engaged in work, or are you going to try to find one not currently? Uh, if there isn't one in sight that's not working, but if they're working, it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, I'm guessing they're all currently engaged in work with okay. that. Um, so you tap on the shoulder of one, yeah. and, uh, you know, he yells as his, uh, like, flame that he's creating out of this metal object goes off to the side and slag, you know, folds over the piece that he was welding, you know, like a big bump folds over the piece that he was welding. Uh, so he turns around, his torch is still going, he's got like a, a mask on. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he's looking at you and just doesn't say anything. Uh, we need assistance for Rita. Uh, one of her X's are broken. Okay. Um, so it's very loud in there because of all the working, so we'll just pretend like we're, we're booming at each yeah, other here. That's fine. Um, I can't hear you! Hmm. I'll write it down. <laughs> okay. So, um, he nods his head, and, um, you see him turn off his torch, and he keeps his mask on, and he gets this large container, um, and he points at it, and, like, uh, puts your hand on it, I guess, like, points at it and grabs your hand and puts it on it, mm-hmm. and, um, starts walking along with the torch, and, like, going like this. So, um, the thing's on, like, these wheels, Okay. but, um, it's extremely, extremely heavy to move. Yeah, I'm like, not that strong. <laughs> okay. Uh, in Pathfinder, you could at least push something for a lot of weight. Yeah. And I'm guessing it's not more than a thousand pounds. So what's your strength? Like nine? It's a nine. I haven't looked up. Well, I guess there is no encumbrance in five e. That's a that's a good yeah. random question. And you Did, know what? I think uh, look, look looking at the time. Sorry guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to end it there. We'll look up some of the encumbrance rules. Uh, we are going to leave Rita and her students trapped. <laughs> On a metal contraption near the roof, um, Morva and Babries and Corian are sitting and waiting for Notch to come back with help. Uh, we thank you again for tuning in to the Pathless Podcast. We apologize for the abrupt ending, but uh, you know we're just trying to make sure that these aren't too long for you as you try to listen to them. 
Uh, please check us out on iTunes. Feel free to leave us just a rating. You know, you don't even have to write anything if you just want to click on four stars, five stars, seven stars. That sounds good to us. Uh, also, we have a website. It's pathlesspod.com. Our Twitter account is at pathlesspod, and I try my best to get back to everyone who tweets at us on that. Uh, I like that a lot more than our Facebook, but we have a Facebook page as well. And if you're into Facebook, please feel free to make it start working and you know posting things there, and we'll definitely get back to you. Uh, until we meet again, though, if you're looking for a steal, Mask knows the deal. So good night, guys.